Minutes 
but many other people had many other chances to kick the winning score. In the in the third quarter, well, we, we lost the first quarter, the second quarter, and the third quarter we um, we did really well. And in the third quarter, we probably could have been 24 to 30 points up at three-quarter time if we could kick a goal. Uh, we're just allergic to that, like, um, cold-blooded goal. Like, you just take it forward, you kick a goal, and you go bang and do it again. Like, Eagles and Hawks back in the day, Eagles today, uh, like this year and last year do it, they just kick goals. And it's like, well, far out. Like, we go forward, we try hard, it's 10 years hard labour, and we miss. Yep. Um, well, we had some big melts, some hell dockery things. Um, melt. I, I had in my notes uh, melts out of defence. And basically, we had a lot of melts out of defence. Um, we were up by two goals with two or three minutes to go. And... Skill errors and melts caused us to concede two goals. So it's it's just hard. You can't win if you don't put them away when you get the chance. And then even though you're still up, you still melt under pressure with bad skills. I think it's just a lack of composure and skillfulness across the team is very hard to win with. Like a lot of things have to go right for us to win. Yep. Um, but yeah. Fifey was really good. Fife was getting tagged and absolutely pantsing whoever was tagged. He had three tags at different stages. Uh, the only quarter I think they got on top of him was the third quarter, but he was probably gassed because he'd had 20 touches and kicked two. Um, yep. So he had a rest in the third quarter, basically. But yeah, um, all, all in all, pretty disappointing game to watch, particularly if we had just won that one and just shut some people up and just won our 10th game. You know, it just would have been a good game to win, but um, yeah. but you couldn't get it done. Um, all right, into my favourite segment. Look what you've done! I'm melting! Melting! Oh, what a world! What a world! So what Cat 10s did we have this week, Juddy? So we'll, we'll, start, we'll start with Cat 10, a proper Cat 10. Poor Jason Carter, the, uh, the man from India. Um, India. Quarter two... We sort of have momentum, but we've done pretty well. He decides to kick it from basically the boundary line 30, 40 metres out from our defensive goal inboard to about, you know, 45 metres on the 45 degree towards the arc. Absolutely stunk the kick, goes over the back, they kick a goal. Like it's a proper cat 10. That's about as cat 10 as you can get. A turnover, a short it. kick in the back line that results in a goal. <laughs> um, yep. Which you feel sorry for the kid. Like, he was probably... He knows. He, like, telling someone that they did the wrong thing then is pointless. They know. But it's almost like, come on, man. If you know, the, like, why do that kick? Um, yeah. Dooman had a pretty classic one. Dooman had a shocking game, by the way. I thought he was terrible. Um, like, mm-hmm. lots of little things. But he had did a kick out in the first quarter when we were under siege. Decided to go up the middle. Shanked the kick. And there were only two St Kilda players there. Luckily, the, the kick was such a shank that it bounced weird, and they didn't necessarily come straight back in. They like they had to work it around the arc a little bit. Um, there was a Banfield melt in the in the fourth quarter. Luckily, we didn't need one goal to win, but <laughs> Banfield gets the ball, gets past one player. He is ten meters out from goal. You know when like, they get the ball sort of in the pocket and they're running like parallel with the goals to try and open mm-hmm. up the angle. He's probably 10, 8 to 12 metres out from goal, but on like a 45-degree angle. Could have had a shot two or three times. End up trying to take on two more tacklers and gets done holding the ball right in front of goal. It's like, 
bro, if you just snap the goal, then we win. <laughs> yep, one more. Oh, I just need we... one more, bro. And probably my favourite one was an umpire melt. So we had the we had oh. the chick umpire. Uh, forget what her name is, but I remember I remembered it on the day. Um, who she was sort of a bit weird. She didn't. Like, she doesn't really like paying for her kicks that much. And the umpires sort of weren't um, all on the same page. I think Duck mentioned this. Like the umpires sort of have to be all on the same page. You can't have some letting yeah. it go and some paying tiggy touch with ones. Um, yeah. But one of our players. Oh, well, yeah, one of our players uh, tackled another guy, got uh, got the free kick holding the ball. Um, she pays it, and then an umpire off um, screen pays push in the back, and she was like, nah, it's holding it's holding the ball, free kick talkers. So she just like barred this guy that tried to come in and, and pay a free kick after her free kick. <laughs> so like the crowd were all... The, the St. Kilda crowd are pretty weird, like... They're like, oh, we're getting such a rough, rough run with the umpires. So then, like, basically, as soon as there's one or two free kicks they don't agree with, every free kick after that's bad. So it's like, yeah, St Kilda player could punch Docker in the face, and they're like, oh, that's such a bad free kick. We're getting a bad run with the umpires. It's like, shut they, up, you stupid fans. They get so much. Like, I find the worst one with the umpires is 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 when you set the tone early. Like, if you pay something holding the ball, you've got to pay that all day. Yeah. Like, if you set the tone and you're like, that's what's getting paid, you've got to then be consistent. That's where fans get real, which is like catch-22. Like, if they get one wrong, maybe they... But I feel like with holding the ball or something like that, if you hit it and that's what you're paying, yeah. then just, just pay it all day. Um, it's the ones where they do it and then you get the flip and you're like, oh, so you're not paying that. Like, that's when I reckon you've turned where you could just, like, instead of making, you know, so you paid the first one, that was a mistake, and then you let you might as well just be consistent throughout the day. Yeah, I agree. Consistency is all you need, really. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just pay it. Yeah. Not not ideal, though. Um, oh, man, I had something funny to tell you just then, but I forget. Um, but, yeah, so th- this this uh, free kick was particularly comical, so the St Kilda Fair went our way, and we actually did get a pretty good round with the umpires with a few key decisions, but then there was a few very dodgy ones as well. Um, but, yeah, it was a classic case of a team at home feeling hard done by by the umpires oh, yeah. getting, like, double the amount of free kicks that we get, thinking that they're getting hard done yep. by it. So I'm like, whoa. Unless our free kicks were howlers, which you know they might have a few, a few might have been howlers, but it's like fans need to got the wake weird up cheer to themselves. Squad as well. yeah. The only good thing about St Kilda is chance. that Aaron Gox goes for them. You know the guy from the stitch up gag, the classic stitch up. No. You know, haven't you ever heard of Aaron Gox? You know that. Remember that? It's like, oh, it was a classic stitch up video. Oh mate, come on. No. It's like a big fat guy. He's like a comedian. Dinner. His name's Aaron Goss. Oh, yeah. with the mum? Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah, a he huge St. Kilda um, fan. He was in the um, the AFL Grand Final Longest Kick. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's he hilarious. Like he's 20. real funny. Um, he shanked it like 30. Yeah, he's real funny, but he's a St. Kilda fan. So he was pretty up and about. So I didn't mind him winning. But yeah. Um, Should we... Um, got some dockery things? Did you want to... Oh, I'll take some dockery There's things. three dockery things. That... Yeah, get into them, and then we're going to launch into the um, the retirees, I reckon. Yeah, sounds good. So, Blakely and Hughes had about a million out in the fools. Hill, <laughs> Hill running forward. Hill had a really good game. Hill was one of our best. However, they almost cost us the game off his own boot. Of course, without him, we wouldn't have been in the same position. But 
He's running out of the back line in the last quarter and kicked short, kicked it out in the full. St Kilda went forward and kicked the goal. Um, so the fact that they're out in the full cost us the game, I think, is poetic because we kick it out in the full so much that it should cost us the game yep. eventually. Like, stop kicking the ball out in the full. There's no way we're trying to pinpoint passes that close to the boundary line all the time. It's just bad kicking. <laughs> um, there was another one from Schultz. Schultz uh, running into goal, kicks an inside 50 grubber, basically like a worm burner. Sean Darcy um, eventually gets it and does this big turning circle and then kicks a goal. It's pretty sweet. Sean Darcy, I, I hate him and love him at the same time at the moment. He's pretty funny to watch, but he's pretty frustrating to watch too. Mm. Uh, and then, <laughs> so Matera ended up kicking a goal. Like, it was the most dockery goal. It was fumbles and sockers and all these sort of things ending up in a Matera goal. It was just a very dockery goal for us to finally get it. But I thought there was a couple of good dockery moments. Um, do you want to talk about the main boys? Old Salt and Pepper, big and small? I Yeah, well, I thought we'll lead in. Duck asked a pretty good question. Um, there on the thing, I've got a little uh, bit of a song for him. <laughs> is this from Annie? Oh no, this is sound of uh, sound of music. Sound of music. The uh, the big fella and the little fella. Who knows where Bella's career will end up? No, I doubt the track. Pick him up. I think the track, mate. But um, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty awesome there to watch them one last time for Essendon. Don't know. I reckon they should put Ballas on top of Sandy and then bring a forklift out and carry them both off. Yeah, imagine that on the goal line. It's just like, you! Because Ballas yeah, wouldn't weigh much. Put them in a Hilux. Yeah. Put them in a Hilux. I've been watching. I had a friend come over. Uh, Matty Dane came over to watch the cricket, got rained out. We ended up just watching heaps of Sandy highlights. Oh, nice. Um, heaps of bumps. And I think, man, I reckon Sandy will rate up there um, pretty highly. Like when we were on that run there in 2013, him in that elimination or the qualifying against Geelong, yeah. I reckon he was a big reason why we went so deep in 2013. Um, man, the, the best thing... He was yeah, I agree. just so dominant. His taps in that game, he's got that sick tap to Barlow and that sick one to Hill and then that other one to Hill on the boundary mm. line. And I think he kicked a goal maybe yeah, in that did. game. I think he took it out of the rack um, and kicked a goal. Yeah, I mean, you've got a man there that's that's three hit-outs to goals. He's cr- yeah, he's literally where, a four-goal four assist, which is mental. Yeah, three goals, one goal himself, three direct assists, um, and we, you know, we only kicked 12 for the game, so... He was, yeah, and to drag that back to then have Sydney in the week off, I think, yeah. So he, he'll rate, and I mean, Ballas had a great year that year. Um, he's had some awesome games. But, yeah, Sandy, that's probably one of my favourite moments. Man, the thing game. about Sandy is that he still do, does that. Like, if we were desperate, he could play again, but he'd just be so injury-prone yeah. and, like, it just wouldn't be worth the risk, basically. I don't know what you mean, but... Um, he's still doing those taps. Like he's, I, I love that he's yeah. going out on a high. He's going out and he's still yeah. doing the same things and he's saying, now I'm going to retire. I've got my games back. Um, I can't really say the same for Ballers. I think he's probably been on the list two years too long, probably longer than that yeah. as well. Um, yeah. And I feel that he ha- he probably got gifted too many games when he was still probably not up to it. But I'm glad that he gets a, um, a farewell game. Like, what? why not? Like, we can't beat St Kilda. I, I think he should have taken Schultz's spot. I thought Schultz was pretty average on the weekend. Um, yeah. 
He, he well, he kicked goal of the year one year, so he got a year's worth of wheat mix. I think that's what you get. So he got the year's. Maybe worth. that's what slowed him um, down. He's still like he's still real too much locked up from all the wheat mix. But I think he'll be one of the favourite sons or something like that. He's very he's docker, pretty, very docker. So, very so docker, Duck, Ducky, asked, yeah, is, Ducky asked the question, where do Sandy and Ballas rank on all-time dockers? And we had a good chat about this on our thread. Where do you think? So Sandy first. Sandy right up there. Yeah, well, I I would put him. I put him. So it's Pav. So Duck had a very interesting pyramid. It was God, and then it was like bloody legends. Uh, God is Pav. Pav is always going to be number one. Uh, next yep. line is Bloody Legends. Uh, we had Sandy and Mundy there. Um, yep. And then, like, Elite or whatever is is guys like Fife and, and um, Sonny and stuff like that who are still playing. So, they'll probably be up in that Bloody yeah. Legend category soon. Uh, and then yep. there's the other guys like bloody good players like Jono and McFarlane and those sort of guys. So they're probably yeah. the top echelon um, in some sort of order. And then after that, Ballas probably fits into the like Dockery cult hero <laughs> category along with like Clive and those guys, Clive and Mons and stuff. But uh, Sandy's got to be up there. He's got to be top three. Yeah, I think he's top three. I would def- That's how I would probably see it. And he just like he was just a formidable force in the AFL. Like he was, yeah. he was one of the best ruckmans at the time. Um, yeah, I mean he was. Well, he's probably the he second played... second best ruck out of WA after Cox. Apologies there for the, for the technical uh, difficulties. We need to ring the um, computer specialist from yeah, Purple um, Make it simple, computers or something. <laughs> make it. <laughs> we should plug in better. But um, we were just discussing. You were beginning to say how good uh, Sandy was as a WA ruckman at the time. He was battling Cox and then went on to battle Nata. Yeah, Nata Nui. and then Nui broke his ribs and punctured his lung. He's he's just a good country boy, Sandy. The good country boy. Yeah. Tough unit. Where's he? Oh, where's he rain from? Um, I think like Bark, Mount Barker or Kojinup or somewhere like that. I think Rendog all, all but, over him. It's pretty sweet how him and Ballas are such good mates. It's sick how um, Sandy's going on to a landscaping business. Got absolutely no idea. He should get into like cleaning gutters. <laughs> um, mate, he'd be very good at that just from standing high. Hang on, I'm having a look. He's from Mount Barker. He is from Mount Barker. Oh, home of the free range chicken. Yeah, mate. Mount Barker's good, good pie shop there, I think. A lot of. Yeah, hey, a lot of people lot of, say that. Lot I've of heard that a lot. Too. Do you know what someone said the other day? They were like, they're like Mount Barker's not very big, and like there's always Mount Barker chicken everywhere. They're like, where are these free-range chickens? Like, they're like, shouldn't there just be like chickens, chickens everywhere in yeah, Mount Barker? <laughs> just like, where they is used the to have a pretty fields? good ad that was just like the chickens roaming around, and then like the pub owner would be like, the chickens are here, and then like, the chickens would have to like wander home. It'd be like, Mount Barker, free-range chickens. Well, did you want to shoot off the rest questions? of the? Um, Questions and then we'll get into this. I know you're excited because I got a quiz. Hey quiz. So let's. You got them up. Fine, All right. Fine so the other out. ducky one was what duckers jumper would you bring back next retro round? Retro round, great idea by the way. Um, the the one that they're seen in. So it's good. Or man. the white. The old white yeah, with the purple or anchor. I really. 
Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah I love that. I also would like, like a cotton one, one with a collar, like real early, real like 95, 96. Yeah. I reckon, oh, yeah. Give the boys a rash. Uh, Leone, um, she was watching the footy Sunday morning, stone cold sober. Um, but then she had an NBN outage and had to watch the game on her phone. And it brought her to tears, Leone, with a comment. And I agree, yep. Leone. I was watching on my TV. However, it was still pretty bad. Robert Forsyth, uh, when are we going to get our hands on some silverware? Is this the closest uh, the purple will get to the ultimate prize? And I'm pretty sure it's a golf guy. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Yeah, so that's him. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's wearing his Dockers thing. So he's ah, killing it. It probably is the closest we'll get. Um, yeah, that's pretty sweet. Uh, the Irishman won it that year. I think that's the first time that the British Open had gone to Ireland oh. in like... I'm going to say like 80 something, maybe even over a hundred years and an Irishman won it. That's There's a video exciting. of him singing an Irish song in a, in and a pub. Like, so it's pretty cool. And yeah. And he's a sweet, um, overweight golfing athlete. Like <laughs> <laughs> a real, just, is just it, um, love. what's his name? Not Jason Day, the other guy, John Daly. John yeah, Daly. Yeah. He's not that bad. John Daly. John Daly reckons he's he's never had any injuries because you can't tweak fat like you can't strain. Yeah, fat. and he's like um, when when he got skinny, it's like it ruined his golf swing. So he started eating bad again and smoking more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. He spent most of his money on um, beer, cigarettes, and he and gambling, and he reckons he won't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good. Um, oh, very good. All right, do you know what else it's time for? I call him Gambler, and it's time for... <laughs> oh, sorry, Rosie um, sent, us, sent us a direct one, didn't she? She sends us direct ones because she's too impatient and she knows not to rely on us. Um, so she reckons Rosie has been, RCJ's been signed up for some anger management classes after this weekend, but she's calmed down enough and is going to try to keep the question positive for you, Juddy. One, uh, are you not entertained? How good was it to see Ross actually showing some emotion? In I was place? really entertained. I think we talk about it a lot. We say, I would love to sit down or at least be near Ross when he watches the pass that they throw up, <laughs> like that we see and we get angry about. Like, I feel like his yeah. emotions are no different to ours. It's like, what the hell are you doing kicking that out in the full? What the hell are you doing bombing yeah. that forward when there's no players there? Like, what the hell are you doing missing that two-meter hand pass? I feel like he has the same sentiments. Yes. And it's just, I, I think he puts on the persona to, the, to everybody else. And I think when you only see someone through the media's eyes, you can't judge someone thinking you know them. Because he obviously is very reserved around the media. So, I don't know. What do you reckon? Yeah, I do tend to agree. I think he has to kind of be reserved. Like, you've got to take... Like, you've got to... In that position, you can't be too emotionally invested because um, it probably takes away... It takes energy into the wrong... But it is good to see it sometimes. I mean, watching him in some of his presses, he keeps his presses, he keeps the lid on it a fair bit, but when you hear him get fired up, and I love it when he gives him some stick. I mean, that post... Um, Brayshaw Gaff one, Ooh. where he just walked in and just basically just grilled Gaff and just like just said, you know, like just really gave some those answers. That was really good. But his press conferences, 
I think all AFL ones are really weird. Like, I reckon they should do players and stuff and they should spice it up. But the traditional coach one after every game is just like, they just go in there and they're like, meh. They're like, you're just going to write your own story. Like, you know, you don't even really care what I say. Yeah. So him in his post press conference is very robot- he's robotic, like, which is what... And he's going to be like, you're not even going to be asking me about the game. You're going to ask me about Brad Hill and Langdon. So what's the point of me being yeah. here to talk about the game, you crabs? He has that terrific interview. I think you put it up on Melbourne. Yeah, three AW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good. Three AW. If you can, we should. We really should share links like that. Yeah, no, it was. It was an awesome interview. I think you get the best out of him in those sort of ones where he, he was at the airport lounge chatting to them over the phone. <laughs> yeah, I reckon a few Sailor Jerry. Hey, oh, I reckon you, mate, mate, loose him up at the Christmas too, party. Don't get that started. Don't start that. <laughs> Um, um, is, there, is there a part I two? I do want to... Uh, part no, one, Just a comment about... Yeah, no, I mean, she, she talked... RCJ wanted to know our... I, she says that it looks I, like I think he sometimes. is very reserved in those... Sorry about clicking my pen. He's very reserved in those things because he's like, well, if I say anything rowdy, it's just going to become a headline. If I don't say anything rowdy, I'm going to get a headline about me. Um, I'm going to get asked questions yeah. not about the game, which is what the post-game press conference is for. I think he's just fed up with, it's like, what's it matter? Like, what does it matter what I tell you? I could be as honest as I want yeah. or lie to you, and it still wouldn't matter. You're still going to write the same story. So what's the point? Yeah. There's no accountability. Yep. No. Well, guys, I mean, Mustard, that has enslaved your mother. I call him Gamblor. <laughs> Gamblor. <laughs> Mate, last week we both, we both got skinned last week. I tipped Suns 30 plus. They only lost by 92. Uh, and you tipped Bruce <laughs> at 3.30. I think they lost by 40 or 50. Oh, no, they only scored like two goals. It's the lowest kangaroo score ever. Yeah. Oh, this is the other thing I wanted to come up. This yeah. is what my meme's about. So I feel like media, Dockers fans, other teams fans are just like, so happy to blame Ross Lyon for anything that happens like with the game. And then like, like, so the example this week was kangaroo scored 14 points or whatever. Uh, who else didn't another team Essendon scored like 20 and another team scored like 30. Yeah, they scored 30. So between them, they scored less than the Dockers whole score. However, if Dockers did that, it'd be Ross Lyon is the rabble, rabble, rabble. And it's like these other teams score nothing. They're like, ah, bad game, bad week. Um, so my my meme is about that. Yeah, one. that's that. This is the one I mean. It's just I'll put it up right now. Actually, a live post. Yeah, do it. I'll run through. You go live through some odds, I'll mate. I'll run through. It is a terrific weekend of football. It should be. Um, there's obviously, it's unfortunate the time slots so. So the battle for the top four will begin, I think, 11 a.m. when Brisbane take on Geelong. Um, and then at 11 o'clock on Sunday, Richmond play West Coast. So they're probably the games of the week, which should be exciting. Um, to, yeah, that, man, that'll be rowdy. To see, but, yeah, I think Brisbane will get up. But those Two ones, bucks. They're, they're, it's not a lot. Two of bucks. It's a lot for, for Geelong. Who? For Geelong. What do you reckon? Yeah, I... I think Brisbane will roll them up in Brisbane. I, I reckon more like Collingwood at two twenty-five. I think they can come out and answer. I think Essendon at two thirty-two probably, unfortunately, doesn't look bad. Sorry, um, Gold Coast nine dollars fifty. Do you reckon they could spoil the Jared Ruffhead? 
I don't. Goodbye. I don't think that. I think no. I think I'd love no. to be playing Gold Coast right about now. I think you get you get hit. We hundred percent should have won that game. That is our fault. But I'd love to be playing Gold Coast at the back end of each year. They always drop off. Always, always. Yeah. So Collingwood at two twenty five is what I'm going to lock in, Juddy. The other exciting games, obviously. Um, GWS Bulldogs is a big one. Port Adelaide have got a win. Adelaide have got a win. Port Adelaide have got North. Uh, the old caretaker coach seems to be having some troubles. Carlton, St Kilda, dollar ninety each. Uh, uh, so I'm eyeing off. So right. for want of a better bet, Eagles at two forty three. I feel like Eagles could go over there, but hopefully they shit bed. But I feel like they could. Sid- Sydney at two dollars oh, and five yeah, against I didn't the Demons. See that. Um, yeah. I don't trust the Demons, but I'm going to go the. I'm kind of annoyed because GWS is going to kick up the butt now and play really well, but I'm going to go the doggies at two ten. So you're going to go Geelong yeah. at two bucks? No wait, <laughs> sorry, no. you're going to go Collingwood. Collingwood, <laughs> two twenty five. Gotcha. Because I, re- I don't want to tip. West yeah, Coast. West Coast but yeah, I agree, completely agree. All right, my friend, what do you got for me, quiz wise? Oh. We have, so I'll give you the answers at the end. It is the AFL numbers quiz from 2005. Oh. I reckon you, I did it and I got five out of ten. Um, I reckon you will you, get You're going to have to just give me some it's time not... on each one to realign my, you know, dates. So you know how you just like, oh, yep. I know who that player currently is, but not, yeah, okay. So I'm happy. Give me some time with it. Mate, don't get me started on I can't match past events with time. I'm very bad at that. Yeah, it's so, hard. It's hard yeah, with I player numbers, so. which is like something that you don't tend to link with time too often. Um, go on. So number one, what number did Nathan Buckley wear? Nathan, Nathan Buckley, Buckley, numero five. Yeah. They give you four options. Yeah. I'm just going to try and get you to do it without giving you the options. Unless you get stuck, you can ask for the options. So you've locked yeah. in number five, Nathan Buckley. What number did Ben Cousins win the Eagles? Glenn Archer. Oh, he was Kangaroos, 11, I'm pretty sure. Which number in 2005? He was 11 for most of his career, I thought. All right. Is that in the number. options? In 2000 and, yes. Yep. In 2005, which number did Brennan Favola of the Blues wear? Um, Fev was 25. What number did Mark Rusciuto of the Crows oh, wear? Rusciuto. Oh, Rusciuto. I think Pretty it's like iconic. a bigger number. Um, it's like a 20s or a 30s or yeah. something. Yeah, give, give me the options. options. 33, 32, 32. 34. Yeah, I knew it was <laughs> Aaron Hammond. Number two. That was at Carlton. <laughs> so, which which club did you want at St Kilda? At Saints. St Kilda, pretty sure it was number two. Almost certain. What number did Nathan Brown of the Tigers oh, wear? Seventeen for a bit, but then he was seventeen at one of his. I think it's seventeen. Seventeen oh, isn't shit. an option, and I thought so that maybe as he well. wore that when he was at the Dogs or something. Was he at the Dogs before? Uh Nathan Brown. Uh, of the Tigers wore 26, 9, 7, or 24. 
Ah, uh, seven. It was seven. And you know it's Adam Chera's favourite player as well. Mm. Shane Crawford of the Hawks wore which number in 2005? Say again, Shane Crawford. He was, he, he yeah, was number in 2005. nine I thought he was nine forever. What number did Jason Johnson of the Bombers uh, wear? 14. I actually, this one's pretty low. I was just like flying through it and just wanted to get yeah. the answers up. And I got this one wrong. I'll tell you what I did. What number did Heath Black of the Dockers oh, wear? So, he, I think he wore two. He was 21 for a bit and seven for a bit. I don't know what. I reckon seven in 2005. Is that an option? Okay. The option, the options don't give you seven. But yeah, so 21. 21 so, I'll yeah. give you 20. You would have got the 21. I just kind of locked in. I didn't really know. And I went yeah. 29. So, I took a guess and then I was like, oh, that was Bad guess. All right, let's submit them and have a look. Please work. No melts computer. No cat tens. Loading up the uh, the fun trivia AFL numbers 2005. Matt Judd, you got... Yay! 100%. Party on. So the quiz average is eight. Um, Nathan Buckley, Brownlow medalist 2003, wore number five. Ben Cousins, captain, Brownlow 2005, number nine. Glenn Archer... Number 11, Big Fev, Carlton's top forward. They kind of run out of accolades. <laughs> Carlton's best forward. Rusciuto, 32. Aaron Hamill, former Saints captain. Number two, uh, Nathan Brown was traded to Richmond for the Bulldogs and unfortunately broke his leg in his debut season for the Tigers. That's his little write-up. Shane Crawford, number nine. Um, they reckon Jason Johnson, underrated player. Interestingly, only fifty-seven percent of people knew the Heath Black. Hey, oh, mate, that was the that was the money maker. Being a Dockers fan, yeah, I reckon it pretty much. Yeah, he, he wore seven and twenty-one at different stages. I don't know if he went to seven late or if he went to twenty-one late. He might might have been one of those Dockers well, that moved go, up in number. You know, not many people do that. They've got some. They've got some interesting ones. Um, that we can go through here. They've got uh, footy captains and stuff. I reckon we've found a good little website hey, here. Um, for laters. Hope everyone enjoyed playing at home. Mate, should we Should we look to the mighty, yeah, the mighty Dons? I'll get the Saturday teams up. Night? So, big oh, ins. Super, super big nervous, ins. So, Banners, obviously, Ross Lyon uh, watched that same footage of him in front of goal to win us the game, and he got dropped, unfortunately, for Banners. I think he's just sort of... He's a midfielder. He's not really a high half forward, which is the position he's going to play when he comes in for us. So I think he's sort of always going to struggle when he comes in to have consistency because he'll always be played not in a position he's mm-hmm. good at. He's like a midfielder. He, he should tag or be a, like a mm-hmm. back flank or something. He should go to the back line and put Blakely in the middle. Blakely looks slow as a wet week on the back yep. flank in that last game. Um, he was getting burnt off yep. by these guys. Like... Um, Jack Stephen looks like he is straight from amateur football with that rig. And he taught us a lesson. So put banners on him. Don't put bloody Blakely on him. Um, sorry, go on. <laughs> so banners is out and Carter, no. after two games, goes out after a quiet game in a cat 10. Yeah. Um, they've obviously got to make room for the retiree. Cam McCarthy Mate. slips his way back in. He's running out. I hope he has it. And obviously no, there's that rumour circulating. 
Uh, it's Mickey Walters 150. Sandy well, retiring. Bella's retiring. It's, and 150 for Walters. It, it's a big game. Um, Essendon obviously won the axe after last week. Luckily, Adam Saad's back. That's pretty sweet. How good they is it? Always, like Jack yeah, Stephen comes mate, they back. Always come comes back. He kicks three goals. Saad will probably kick three goals off a back flank. He'll run the field. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, they get Hurley back. They get Parrish back. They get some guy called Ham, which is pretty sweet. Um, and Aaron Francis, which like me, I mean, Essendon really should get up, but I feel like they will. Yeah. The annoying out. thing is Hurley's like a good inset mark. You know, we're going to be kicking it down his throat. Like we played Jake Carlisle mm-hmm. into form in the fourth quarter last week. Exactly. Jake Carlisle. Yeah. Like how often have you heard that name this year? Even Ross touched on that. Um, what's the weather like? Hey, what are we going to be dealing weather with? talk. Let me just, yeah. Wait, more weather talk. Um, Hold on, I'll get Perth up. Ducky talks about it because he reckons he's got um, shout out Ducky. He does, I think he does a podcast or something somewhere. Oh, I've heard there's a few other like startup <laughs> podcasts going on around around Perth. He likes to uh, talk. I tell you what, Ducky, don't hang your washing out mm-hmm. Saturday, mate. No, uh, partly cloudy, medium 60% chance of showers most likely in the early morning with gusty winds. Possible Is that Clark playing by any in chance? Oh, morning. yes. Aaron Sandilands versus Zach Clark. <laughs> yes. That is epic. <laughs> Sandy, Sandy was like, make this my retirement game. I'm going to fucking shit on that guy. I'm going to shove my size 18 up his ass. Yeah, I think he's going to cop it. Um... Yeah, hopefully it doesn't hail. David Hale. Um, yeah, we don't need any David Hales. I really like Essendon. Essendon's probably one of my... I really like McKenna. I like Fantasia. Um, I don't mind doing... I, like, I really like Clark's Adam, Adam things over there. I like Heppel. Um, I don't like Stringer, but like I don't really mind. I reckon Essendon probably... Yeah. Tip and Woody. If you can't get yeah. around Tip and Woody... Hopefully he has a quiet game, um, mate. We yeah, yeah. I, I feel like we'll match up flying against them, and if we bring effort, if we bring we effort match at up. home, we'll score eighty points and probably win. And we've yep. got something to play for. So the reason we beat Geelong, apparently, Sandy gave him a big G up speech. If Sandy doesn't grab a few of these crabs by the collar on our team, I mean, and G him up, be like, shoot, you will kick the ball in the air. <laughs> And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Hughes, you will not melt in the back line. Blakely, you will kick the ball inbounds. Dooman. <laughs> My God, Dooman. Don't make me come over there. Get over here. <laughs> Langdon, <laughs> you will hand pass. <laughs> so I pray for a couple of... I hope Ballers get yeah, some I sneaky Ballard. ones. I hope Ballers gets one kicks goal. I hope Cam McCarthy kicks three. Um, I, I reckon... Though, um, the boys, I reckon, throw Mundy in there, throw Fife in there, and throw Walters in there with Sandy, and just be like, it's up to you, you know, like, that's the engine room, like, you need to pick, 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 pick the boys up, and yeah. um, get us across here, that's kind of what I'd like to see, is those guys really yeah. drive us home. Um, yeah, I'd love that. Because, the, yeah, the younger players will follow, um, but yeah, I reckon just... We need to blitz him in the guts and take advantage of this Zach Clark. Yep, I agree. Yeah, just fucking crash into Zach Clark, smash him, 
I want to say some sandy bumps too. Oh, did I tell you? So yeah. I did tell you actually, but off off air. So get this little email earlier in the week. Uh, Matthew, seeing as you have attended all home games this year, I've attended one, but my ticket's been used every time. <laughs> I won a ground pass to go onto the ground and watch the game. I don't know from where we sit, but like I can just walk around on the oval the whole time. And I email back being like, oh, unfortunately, like, I've had to go to Brisbane for a family thing, like, urgently. Can I transfer it to some of my friends or something like that? She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, no, you can't. I was like, I even threw out a late Hail Mary. I was like, oh, I guess, like, these sort of family things come up every now and then, and they always happen at a bad time. But I guess it just puts in perspective football and life and I was hoping I'd reply I was hoping I'd reply being like oh sure you can give it to your best friend monkey <laughs> and then oh, uh, and how she asked about your dad she's like what about Robin is he around I was like no he's in he's no, in she... Brisbane with me also no he's actually in Europe on a cruise <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if you picked up on it she was like um your friend Robin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Call my, call my dad is my mum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, mate. So our score but, predictions yeah. for this week, when we did them at the halfway mark in the bye week. So you predicted us to win by thirty-two, and I predicted us to win by forty. So there you go. Mm. Don't tell me what we do. I actually predicted now. for us to. Uh, we both thought we'd beat Saints. Whoops. Oh, well. all right. On that note, mate, we'll try and patch this this uh, episode together now. Yeah, yeah, we'll be a little bit like that. Um, all right, go from we'll there. Look to it and See you, friends. Game. All right, thanks.